This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And I'm looking at where he's going. He's going into the uh, special ed class. So my my best friend in elementary school was a kid who was mentally challenged and I didn't You didn't even know. I didn't fucking know. Bless your heart, bro. (laughs) And so the reason why she was thanking me for being so nice to him is because he was the mentally challenged kid. And this fool was my best friend and I had no fucking idea. Hey, man, that's fucking sweet. (laughs) In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I'm your host, David So, and then we have Ed Park VP in the house, man. What's up? We just got done eating shabu. I had a migraine and then it went away. So we're shooting a second one. Nice. That's how it is. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I was telling you outside about how. So we were having a conversation about basically how scary the ocean is. Right. And a lot of people don't respect the ocean very much at all. No. They, you know, we see these pictures of these beautiful beaches. We see these like pristine waters. But you don't fucking know there are creatures in that ocean that will literally kill you. The unknown. Yeah, it's. Right. <laughs> I think they said like the what, what was the comparison of, um, how much the ocean is unexplored compared to something else? Oh yeah, else? it was like ninety per ninety five percent of the ocean is unexplored, like which is crazy. Yeah, so we don't know what's down there either. Exactly, the fear of the unknown. So in uh, Hawaii, there's a spot that I go to, to to go snorkeling. Right, yeah, it's a really cool spot. It's not it's not like a national park or anything else like that. But in this area, there's it's teeming with fish. And if you even get there earlier, you might even see some manta rays, which, you know, people tell that to me as if I want to see a fucking manta ray swim next to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Those things are huge. It's, I mean, they're, per, they're harmless apparently, but having a, I don't think people like, understand when you see a creature in the water that's, it's their element, not yours. Yeah. And they're bigger than you. It's fucking frightening. Yeah, that didn't they kill the crocodile hunter? <laughs> Steve Irwin. Uh, no, that was a, that's a stingray. So oh, manta sorry, rays right. are these huge things that eat like phytoplankton or something. I and they, they still they, don't want to be around of, one. They're huge, dude. Yeah. They're like probably the size of this fucking room. Oh. Um, but we, when I was going snorkeling, right? So in this area, uh, the waves are kind of choppy. But once you move past it, the water calms down a little bit. <laughs> and the water is like crystal clear. Like looking glass type of clear shit. Right. right? So from... When you look from uh, top to bottom on a great day, which the majority of the days in that area, it's nice. You can see the bottom on the seafloor, right? right. Um, it's a really good snorkeling place. So we're going there. And right when I when I go off into the water, I move past the place where there's choppy choppy water. And because it's choppy, all the sand is coming up. You can't visually see anything. Right. It's getting murky. So right when I come out, I fucking it, – the waves push me out past past the clearing of the murky the murky water – fucking sea tortoise right in front of my face i fucking kiss it right in the fucking face i'm not lying like legit our fuck his beak 
and my mouth met. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And you're not supposed to touch these sea turtles. Yeah. Apparently, it's illegal. I didn't do it on purpose. This yeah. will sexually harass you. okay? I was like, oh, you know? And I love fucking sea turtles. Yeah. But I don't want to fucking tongue one. Yeah. So our, my face smashes into this turtle and it just kind of just goes off its way. Which to me, when I'm swimming in the water, because I'm so scared of it, I take these small things as a bad omen. Yeah. Like something yeah. bad is going to happen. But I'm like, okay, it's cool. So I'm in this water. I'm already feeling a little weird. So I'm swimming around. I'm snorkeling. I see all these uh, beautiful fish. <laughs> as I'm swimming, I notice there's this moving object coming towards me. Yeah. And from beneath me. So this is like 30 feet maybe deep. Oh, gosh. This is, I'm already getting anxious. <laughs> and I'm swimming. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I look down. I see this huge sea creature beneath me freaking mm-hmm. out. It's a shark. I'm done. I'm scared. Yeah. I think this is a shark. It turns out it's a fucking monk seal. So a monk seal, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's a saltwater seal. Well, I think all salt, seals are saltwater. Okay. But it's a seal that's an endangered species out in Hawaii. And there's one that specifically lives in a sea cave in this area. Right. Nobody fucking tells me this shit. <laughs> and it's not very common, apparently, that a, a monk seal allows you to see it that close. I'm talking about that monk seal. It had to be from like where I'm sitting to where you are. Right, right. I shat myself, dude. That shit could I, like bite your nose off. So or some I'm shit. sitting there and I'm frozen. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So this monk seal goes up from under me as far as you are to me, gets a gulp of water. I swear to God, that fucking seal looked into the windows of my soul. <laughs> and it just stares at me and it just goes back down into the sea cave. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, and so I'm freaking out and I'm trying to backpedal backwards. Yeah. And there's another guy that's observing this monk seal. He knows that it's there and because he's like documenting it. Well, looks at me, he goes, and we're, you know, up there. I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that? He goes, that's a monk seal. He goes, I have never seen somebody that close to a monk seal. They're usually really aggressive. <laughs> oh my God. So I'm looking at this guy and the only thing I could think about when I got back, so I went back to, um, back to land. I didn't go back out and I was like, did that seal think I was one of him? <laughs> <laughs> this is why this fool didn't do anything to me. This one just looked at me like, oh, it's another uh, seal. Yeah. <laughs> it just fucking just went right back down. I was lightweight offended. I'm like, the yeah, fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Doug, so, that was one of the most frightening experiences of my life. I, I can't even, the entire time you're telling this story, like deep water stories make me have such bad anxiety. Like I can't, you know, you, you already talked about my fear of seafood. Mm-hmm. It, it stems from this, the, the lassophobia stuff. Uh, like I, I got asked on a date once to go paddleboarding, and I just gave it a shot. Like I'm gonna conquer. Oh, my you fears. went? I went. I said I'm gonna conquer my fears. Uh, uh-uh. for some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I was on my board the whole time on my hands and knees. Just oh, like I don't know if I could do this. I couldn't even stand up. I couldn't stand up. Every time I tried, I fell off and I'd freak out for being in the water and climb back on that board. And I was just on my knees paddling. <laughs> well, paddleboarding is hard. Oh, well, like I didn't know. <laughs> I was yeah. just, I knew, I, I, I just one of those binary thoughts like, I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. Nope, didn't work. Yeah, I've, I went paddleboarding and I fucking landed on the side of my head. Oof. And then I had water in my ear for like five days. And I was just like, okay, fuck this thing. I've never had too many good moments in the ocean. Just just looking down there and where it comes from to just the entire body of it freaks me out. It's... Did you get a second date? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so I, I matched with this other girl and, yeah. and we had a FaceTime. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll go out 
soon and we're like all right let's follow each other on instagram she eats oysters like every day like what yeah she eats seafood every day she loves seafood and i freak out at her instagram photos (laughs) you know and it was just tough like man uh, yeah (laughs) the seafood part is freaking me out (laughs) it was enough for me to just kind of like we we still keep in touch but then we're i'm kind of using the pandemic excuse right yeah it's now. like but no it's because you eat sea bugs you fucking freak it's everything in the ocean dude Every that's day. so weird did you do you don't you don't even know why you have that fear right you just know it developed yeah it just developed over time and i can't pinpoint when i like i know i have memories of eating crab when i was a kid probably ate some clams and fish fried fish somewhere along the way i just it just makes me want to barf <laughs> so that it fucking anime tentacle porn must freak you yeah. the fuck out <laughs> Especially not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the develop- I couldn't watch Finding Dory, dude. <laughs> That's so, fucking hilarious. That seven arm octopus whenever it comes on. Ooh. Do you know the weird thing about hentai like uh, tentacle porn, like the development of it was? Why there was a small documentary. I think you guys could see it on YouTube, but there was the guy that created that genre of of cartoon perversion <laughs> is still alive now because it actually hasn't been around for that long, right. but. Japan has weird censorship rules for when it comes to sex. Right. But that's why when you see Japanese porn, it's all blurred and shit. Well, tentacles aren't a phallus. <laughs> it's, it's not a yeah. penis. It's not a sexual organ. So the workaround that is to have these girls fucked by tentacles. No. So that's how that genre developed. Like you can see that documentary online on YouTube. Holy and this, shit. And this guy's talking about it in the most professional way possible yikes yeah yikes isn't that fucking weird yeah i mean that is quite the loophole yeah to get what you want but i mean uh they've got weird laws and the way okay so like you know david cho the artist Mm -hmm. i remember listening to his story about why he got arrested in japan and went to jail apparently he got arrested for uh graffiti but as i was looking through his bag there's his sketchbooks it's just the fucked up drawings of naked women and mm-hmm. all this weird shit that he is you know and so they arrested him for that stuff because it wasn't censored right and that's hilarious he was like what the fuck look at your guys's porn yeah right this is my personal sketchbook mm-hmm. and then apparently the cop was like you don't know you don't know what it's like to be us you yeah. don't know what it likes to be japanese so don't judge us for for us mm-hmm. and that was it and he was like oh Okay. Okay. He went to jail. <laughs> wow. He's like, if this was a tentacle, it'd be a yeah. different story. <laughs> if this person was being fucked by a tentacle, you would be okay. Right. And it was these weird legalism things, like just about what's good and like what, what's fair and what's, what works. And then what is straight up, they say is illegal. David Cho is a fascinating character, though. Oh, yeah. Like, if you guys don't know who David Cho is, David Cho, I mean, it's, it'd be kind of weird if you don't know who he is. But he's an artist, mm. an amazing artist. Um, and in fact, that fishbowl, he he created a mural right outside of it, which right. is so odd. It looks awesome. It's the Bourdain mural. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's And he's probably more well known for his podcast, his crazy stories, and also that he made like 40-something million dollars right. off of Facebook <laughs> stocks. Right. And I, and I guess the story behind that was that Facebook or Zuckerberg or whoever it was contacted him to make a mural. Right. And they offered him money. And he said he didn't want the money, so they just gave him some stocks. And it turns out it's now worth 40-something million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. I what heard, kind of fucking yeah. luck is that? I heard it. Like, he doesn't say out loud, but I've heard it could be up to, like, 250. 
That's crazy, yeah. man. Like, I wouldn't even know what to do with money like that. Like, what the fuck would I do with that I money? I mean, what's wild and admirable about him is that he was doing whatever he wanted to at that time, too. Mm-hmm. When he made that Facebook money, he was already a millionaire. From his, oh. Yeah. From his art and from his gambling addiction from Blackjack and Vegas. He said he was already a millionaire and then he made more out of Facebook stocks. So it's what like when the people, fuck? Yeah, when people give him shit for being so lucky or whatever, he's like, fuck you, dude. Like I was already a millionaire. Yeah, he already made his money like before then. You know what's so weird? I had this conversation... And it was this thought that I had to myself. And I actually didn't see this quote uh, prior to this, right? But I kept, I keep hearing this thing. And it's this idea of other people calling people lucky, right? Mm. And I don't like it when a fucking loser tells somebody who's successful that they're lucky. Mm. Because mm. what it looks like, it's like, and they, and this is what it is too. Luck has a, for somebody to say that a hardworking person is just lucky it makes that person who worked hard for everything that they had feel terrible, right? Right, because you're really you're overlooking the fact of the hours that you put in to work on something to be great at what you do. Right now, the argument to that is that hey, well, there are other people who work just as hard as you who didn't get to where you are. Maybe, but I have yet to find that person. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. And so somebody gave me an example, and I blocked this person because this person was a fucking moron. They go, what are you talking about? Haven't you heard of fucking people who work in the kitchen? They're the hardest workers in the room and they don't get to be chefs. Yeah, but they're also dumb. <laughs> right? And I'm not saying that as a diss. I was that person. Yeah. Because I'm not saying luck doesn't play a huge, a, a small part in it. But there's so many other things aside from just luck that allows somebody to be successful. You have to take the opportunities. Exactly. Because it's about the opportunities that you take and you make something out of it. And when I talk about the person, you're talking about these persons who are immigrants and cooks or whatever. My my mom was also an immigrant who cleaned hotels or whatever else, right? Hmm. So was she lucky that she somehow found a way to run her own business? Or is it because that she figured out a way she was smart about her shit? It's not just luck. It's also hard work and it's also being very smart. So just to just to bring the uh, the situation of the, of the of the kitchen line cook out, right? Right. There's somebody every day that'll be a kitchen line cook that'll cook the food the way that the that the sous chef or the main chef wants you to cook it, right? But there's also that line cook that's gonna go the next step and then level up his dishes, try to figure out how to become a sous chef, and they kind of figure out how to move themselves up in the rank. Right. Just because you worked hard doesn't mean that you work smart. Just because you worked hard doesn't mean that you had the ability to become something better at something that you're not good at. You have to find out what your skills are. You have to find out what makes you you. So when you tell somebody that they're just lucky, it's fucking annoying. Sounds like working hard is subjective. Yeah. (laughs) What is your version of working hard? I clocked in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what did you do when you clocked in? It's, It's one of those things like when people live fatalistically or like as if things are destined for them. Where they work hard, they put their head down, and they'll get that promotion. Yet they don't get it. Someone else gets it. Well, that's because you put your head down and didn't take any of the opportunities. You weren't assertive about your stuff. That's the hard thing. And I think that a lot of young people, excuse me, not a lot of young people, a lot of people, young and adults, who stay in the same place their whole lives, they don't understand. They go, Mm. I worked hard. I kept my head down, and I did what I was supposed to do. But did you do more? That doesn't mean that you were the hardest person working in the room. That just means you did your job the way that you were supposed to and you never thought about doing something else out of it. Right. So it doesn't mean that you deserve the promotion. People in companies who get a job, who get a raise, is because they 
exhibit and show value. Right. I can add value to your company. Right. It's never because you worked harder because you clocked in every fucking time. Motherfucker, I came to school almost all the time. This podcast is brought to you by Babbel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Melamo es muy feo. Por favor, es muy gordo. That means welcome, David. You are loved. Well, if you want your Spanish or whatever language you want to learn to be better than mine, you're going to need Babbel. Okay? Uh, Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn new languages on the go. I do it whenever I'm pooping or even right before I sleep, which is my favorite time to do it, and it's the best. Learning a language should be about practical usage with real-world conversations and applications in mind, and that is Babbel. Here's the coolest thing about it, too. They have speech recognition technology that helps you to improve your pronunciation pronunciation and accent, which is super and muy importante. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. Yes, that's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code GB. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Code GB for an extra three months free. Babbel, language for life. I didn't have the grades for it. Right. I wasn't the hardest person working in the room. So when people say that, they use that example of, hey, um, other people who work just as hard as you isn't successful. I haven't met that person yet. <laughs> so when you show me that person, let me know. Every hardworking individual that had a little bit of luck, that knew where they wanted to go and figured their way out, and they were very, very smart about the things that they did, they ended up definitely at a place higher than they were before. Right. So I haven't found that. And if you're somebody who's saying that that's you, that you worked hard and you're getting nowhere, it's because you fucking suck. I'm yeah. sorry. That's what it is. Like clocking in and clocking out isn't just the end of it. Showing up isn't just the end of it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I think people, I, I've been told before too, when I was younger, like it, it helps to look at your position as the CEO of your own job, right? Mm -hmm. You're responsible for everything. And if you do complete your task, like what more could you offer? To? And at the same time, you could see if some companies won't give you that promotion. Then go somewhere go else. Somewhere else. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. People live in resentment for that one company this one time that they didn't. And it's like, dude, they didn't value. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. A hundred percent. And also too, at the same time, and when I say you fucking suck, it just might mean that whatever place that you're at, that's what you suck at. So find <laughs> something that really is you. You can work hard at something your whole life. Like you could till soil that doesn't have any nutrients in it. It doesn't mean that fruit's going to grow. Right. You're going to work hard at tilling that soil, trying to grow plants, water it or whatever. But the soil's not fertile. Right. So what the fuck are you tending to? <laughs> you you know what I mean? You're wasting your time then, You're right? literally wasting your time. Peter Dinklage talked about this. And then recently, I put this tweet out two weeks before this, but Elon Musk said the same thing. Mm. He put out a tweet where he's like, you know, I work whatever, you know, 24 hours out of the day, seven days a fucking week, no sleep, put all this time and money, but people still say it's luck. Mm. People do that because they want to feel good about where they're at in life and they want to shit on what you have. Right. You know, that's why when you tell somebody that they're lucky in terms of their work, it becomes, it's a little annoying. Yeah. It's just a little, it's a little obnoxious. Their success. Right? Yeah. What they have and such like that. It's, uh, does everyone need, did, did they need to know that about you? You know? Yeah, or did they need to know that about themselves, or were you just asserting like, like having to make them re-examine their entire life for some reason because you said so? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're not we're not saying luck doesn't play a small part. Yeah, I'm saying that there's other parts to it that allowed somebody to be very successful. Yeah, when you just say that somebody is lucky, that's more of a reflection on you 
being upset at where you're at in your life. Lucky and like chance happens. Oh, right? 100%. Things fall on your lap. How many things have fallen on people's lap and they fucked it up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about that. So then you can be as lucky as you want and have all the opportunities in the world. We know them too. People who get a lot of opportunity and fuck it all up too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and that's not just being lucky. Oh, you're so lucky. Like, how is it <laughs> lucky at the end of the day? He's fucking up too. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people too like to take the exception to the rule because in another example, they go, what about people who are just born into wealth? I was like, are you that fucking loser that looks at all the negative things in life and then you, that you sit there and you wallow in self-pity because you don't have what they have? Yeah. Or are you going to be the hardest working person in that room and get what they have? I know it sounds overly simplistic, mm. right? It really does. And but I'm telling you, when you when you work hard, you work smart, and you find these opportunities and you capitalize on them, you may not not everybody will reach up to their wildest dreams, but you will reach a certain level of success. Oh. You know, and that that's really what it is. Like even the stuff that I have now, it's because of hard work. Like there's other people youtube was there for everybody yeah everybody had the same luck you could have signed up and put up your own stuff too right? exactly everybody else could have done the same thing you did yeah and it I, was a free open medium yeah there was people too that i specifically specifically on my platform i attempted and tried to put on and they did not it didn't work for them mm. so they had the same luck i did yeah and in fact their luck was actually given to them because they met me yeah and i pushed their shit harder than nobody pushed my shit yeah it was a video that did well, and then I capitalized on it, and then I started building upon it. And so for those other people, they met me. I pushed their stuff. They didn't go anywhere. Mm. Why? Because they weren't the hardest working person in the room. Right. They weren't smart about their shit. You know, it's just a weird concept. Like, I just hate hearing that shit. Yeah, I mean, the other way around, sometimes, like, even at my store, people just kind of looking at me as, like, a loser. Yeah. <laughs> that I... Uh, oh, you make minimum wage, you fucking lose. Someone actually told me that shit mm. at work. These are my store. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, dude, I live here. I work here. This my, like, my family's owned this place for 22. And they go, bullshit. And I'm like, I don't understand these people, honestly. Like, why would they say this shit? Yeah. And it's the same type of people. Whether you want to tell someone that they're lucky for everything you got or you're just a piece of shit, you don't make food. It kind of sounds like the same attitude <laughs> it is yeah it's a reflection it's a, a on reflection of you projecting yourself mm -hmm. maybe yeah it's just the dumbest thing because i've never heard a winner say well it's only because you're lucky oh they never say that <laughs> yeah i've never heard a hardworking say per, working person say that to somebody else they it, don't they don't have time to because they don't think it it's it's what i hear about um certain like millionaires and billionaires or something right like Kind of like how in UFC, people have beef, right? But they get in that octagon. And for the fact that, that they went in there and locked the cage and duked it out, one of them lost, whatever, you will see this crazy respect, right? For the fact that they went in in the first place. I, I read about how a lot of these like ultra wealthy people actually respect each other. Very much because of like they know what it takes to get there. Yeah, they know they don't have to ask each other for money. They don't need money from each other. Yeah, you know, and that's one of those things that I learned. Like, they're not fucking digging at each other. Apparently, like as much as we we might think they are. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't care. Yeah, because they understand what it takes to get there. And we're not talking about these trust fund babies, mm. right? We're talking about people who had to 
figure out a way to make their wealth. They understand how hard it is to to to, to get to where they're at. So they're not going to shit on somebody else who went through the same trials and tribulations that they went through. It's yeah. more of a mutual understanding. That's like when we talk about USC fighters. Like the thing that always makes it so odd for me is when two fighters go in and they beat the living shit out of each other and then they hug after. Yeah, I'm like, let me tell you something. You punch me in my face that much, you'll never hug me. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my face, right? But it's yeah. because they understood the grind. Yeah. They had this weird like this this kindred spirit when it comes to understanding how painful it is yeah. for them to work this hard to get into this cage and duke it out. And once all once that's all said and done, somebody comes as a winner and loser, they hug it out because it's like, dude, it's done. Done, it's over, finally. Because yeah. <laughs> they God. actually, like we see 15 minutes of it, right? Mm -hmm. They see fucking 90 days of it, <laughs> of all that training, all that diet, all that weight cut, and then for that 15 minutes, yeah. Dude, this is a complete side note, and yeah. I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking yeah. about, but dude, I had the weirdest fucking revelation recently. Okay. I just remembered it right now, and I was sitting in the car thinking about how there's there's a duality to this, right? There's one thought of how fucking dumb I am, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a second thought of how innocent children are, right? Mm. And I spoke on this podcast before about how I had a friend in elementary school who I met later on in life. And I didn't realize that he had a thick, like, Filipino accent mm -hmm. until I was an adult. Okay. Because when you're a kid, he's just your friend. Right. And you're hanging out, life is good or whatever. So this dude that I met, because um, he was asking me for life advice, he heard that I got successful in terms of, you know, whatever his version of success is, not mm. my, my definition of success. Yeah. But he was like, hey, like, I need some guidance. Like, you were somebody who just kind of pursued what he wanted to do. And this is through text. You pursued what you wanted to do, and I'm in this space right now where I'm in a job I don't like, and I keep hearing about what you're doing, and you know I could use some advice. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to this dude since like freshman year of high school. Yeah, but I do remember how good of friends we were when we were younger. Mm. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's meet up when I'm in Sacramento. I'm coming through through Thanksgiving. Let's chop it up. Meet up with this dude, David. It's been so long, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this? How are you? <laughs> you know, you know, I haven't seen you in forever. And I'm like, what the, who the fuck is that? Who, who am I with? Yeah, I'm like, what is with this thick ass fucking accent, dude? And I just, I was like, holy shit. He had that accent when we were kids. But when you're a kid, you're not really looking at those differences. <laughs> you're just like enjoying your friend's company. Yeah. Right? I had this revelation and I just remembered this. Not a revelation. This revelation happened in high school, but I remembered um, having this revelation in high school yeah. and, and being thinking these really weird conflicting thoughts. So check it out. When I was at in high school, my freshman year, right? I had this very weird moment where there's this one girl who has a, a fraternal twin, right? Okay. So this girl comes up to me and the last time I saw her was actually in elementary school. And it was the first elementary school I went to before I got expelled and removed to another school for fighting. So with right. her, she comes up to me and she goes, David. And I remember her because I thought she was always thought she was super cute. And this is in elementary school till when I was like in third grade. Yeah. I probably had like a lightweight crush on her. Yeah. And so she goes, David. I'm like, whoa, you remember me? She goes, yeah, I remember you. I was like, well, how have you been? She goes, yeah, we're going to the same high school now. We start chopping it up. And she goes, I've always wanted to say this to you since I was a, since I was a kid. She goes, thank you for being so sweet to my brother. And I'm like. <laughs> well, yeah. I was like, your brother is your brother. Goes, I was like, yeah, we oh. were like best friends. She goes, yeah, you were just, you know, you were so sweet to me and you didn't have to do that. And I'm like, 
what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? We're friends, right? I couldn't put two and two together. And so later on, I see her brother on campus, right? And he's with like a group of students that are walking in a straight line. He runs up to me and he's just like saying my name, David. But he's looking at the floor, kind of looking down and whatever, like whatever. And he looks a little odd. I'm like, uh -huh. what the fuck is I was like, hey, what's up, bro? How have you been? And he's, you know, kind of just looking around, looking at the floor, smiling, really happy to see me, but not making eye contact. Mm. And then one of the, the teachers come over and tells him to get back in line. He goes back in line. And I'm looking at where he's going. He's going into the uh, special ed class. <laughs> so my, my best friend in elementary school was a kid who was mentally challenged. And I didn't You didn't even know. know. I didn't fucking know. Bless your heart, bro. <laughs> so the reason why she was thanking me for being so nice to him is because he was the mentally challenged kid. Wow. And this fool was my best friend and I had no fucking idea. Hey, man, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> or... He thought I was that also retarded. <laughs> Bro. She was like, man, you guys are getting right well. <laughs> she was like, thank you for being so nice to my brother. I'm like, why? You know, I don't get so he was like my best friend. And I had no fucking clue as a kid. Wow. Well, I mean, that's, there's a beauty to that. That why I say bless your heart. Because even at, uh, I don't know if I told this story before at my store where this big guy came in um uh wanting to use the bathroom right and i'm stalking beer in the back and i just hear the conversation where he's like hey do you guys have a bathroom mm -hmm. and my mom goes number one or number two mm -hmm. and he's like bathroom do you have a bathroom my mom's like number one or number two we had problem last problem with number two yeah number one okay and he goes bath room do you have a bathroom it was number one and i'm like i've had it at this point yeah so i get out of the back i say number one or number two and he turns on and sees me and he's like oh yeah number one and i was like what's wrong with the way she said it and why do you understand me and he doesn't answer and just goes and use my bathroom anyway i turn to my mom i'm really upset i'm like god that's fucking bullshit yeah, you know my mom's like, don't be like that to the yeah. customers. I was like, no, fuck that, Oma. Yeah. Like that fucking guy's being a racist to you. Yeah, she goes, racist. I thought he's mental handicap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, I guess I should adopt your mentality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just leave it. Like. And then I just kind of thought about it like that too. You just treat racist people. It's just like, you know what? You're just You're just you're dumb. Dumb, dude. You're dumb. You're fucking dumb. You want to hear something worse about this? <laughs> this is my story? Yeah. So <laughs> there was somebody else in elementary school that was also my really close friend. Yeah. Right? So in high school, around um sophomore or junior year, I saw this kid. So in elementary school, this kid was Everybody remembers him. If they went to my same elementary school, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but he was very well known for being a really weird kid. He had huge fucking ears and he dressed up like Pee Wee Herman. Right. <laughs> Red bow tie, gray suits, suspenders. Spenders. And he always dressed like that every time to school. So he used to get bullied a lot, but yeah. he was actually like my really, really good friend. Right. Mm. So I see this fool in high school, like sophomore or junior year. Right. Same thing. I'm like, yo, what's up? How have you been? He goes, and he's talking to me, looking at the floor all weird, you know, talking. This kid was also one of the special ed kids. <laughs> he was also 
my other best friend. And I'm like, dog, what the fuck is going Wait, on? Were you in special ed? That's what I, I don't know. Maybe they put you in special ed too. You had to learn ESL. Yeah. But this kid, this kid, this kid. This podcast is brought to you by Raycon, my friends. If you are looking for affordable wireless earbuds that are absolutely amazing, that's not going to break your bank, we are talking about Raycon. I have been using my Raycons wherever I go, whether I'm on a walk, whether I'm listening to a podcast, whether I'm working out, oh, and especially when I bike. It's super lightweight. It charges really fast. And let me tell you something right now, man, Raycon's 24-hour battery life and portability is probably the best thing that I like about them. They're super small and compact and I could take them anywhere, especially when I'm on my daily grind, son. I don't want no wires. If you have wired earbuds, why don't you go into a time machine and punch yourself in your face? What are you doing? Do you also listen to your music on an A-track? Get Raycon earbuds. I love them with all of my life and summer's coming up baby you know you're gonna need some wireless earbuds they sound crisp they're amazing and they're powerful and they are half the price of other premium audio brands so check it out listen up raycon's offering 15 percent off all their products for my listeners and here's what you got to do to get it go to buyraycon.com brain there you'll get 15 percent off your entire raycon order and it's such a good deal you want to grab a pair and a spare that's 15 percent off at buyraycon.com brain Byraycon.com slash brain. It shocked me. This yeah. one for real shocked me. Like, <laughs> I was like, no fucking way. Because he, I huh. remember he used to get bullied because of how he dressed and stuff. But this was the kid that used to give me Funyuns all the time. <laughs> because his parents owned, like, a liquor store. Right. Like, a convenience store. So, he would always come with these bag of Funyuns. This fool would, like, bait me. Hey, oh, you're my best friend, Yeah, dude. so I was like, yeah. yo, this is the Funyun kid. He would always hook me up with Funyuns. <laughs> And then anybody who would try to bully him, I would tell him to leave him alone. Yeah. So I think he was using me with food as like a guard dog. <laughs> but then he's the one that's the fucking mentally challenged kid. He was baiting me. Hey, that's pretty smart. Dude, yeah. <laughs> shocked. My, I was shocked. I'm like, yo, two times in high school this happened. And, I'm, and I kind of blocked this thought out. I don't know why it struck me out of nowhere. But I remember in high school, those two moments that happened. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. My two best friends in elementary school. We're a part of the special ed class. I had no fucking idea. How short was your bus ride? <laughs> How short was the bus you rode? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we rode the same bus. We had the same lunchtime. We had recess together while all the other kids had their own classes. We all wear helmets all the time. Yeah. It was crazy. Like I, I'm, I, I kind of want to go back into my elementary school. Like <laughs> look up like what classes that I take. But I'm, but I'm also a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so worried. You know what, though? I, I dated a special ed teacher. And man, she was awesome. She was great. Okay. Yeah. And part of me wished I went to special ed when I was a kid. Honestly, I actually told this to her. Because <laughs> of the way I grew up with my ADHD and like just the hyperactivity, all that. I kind of wish someone would have been like pulled me aside like hey let's sit down and work on these yeah. things if i took those classes at a young age i think it would have helped me uh, just seeing like her how she works with her kids and all that i don't think it's anything to be ashamed of if you took special ed guys it's i like to call my spells my call myself special ed <laughs> like i'm, just, I'm special too <laughs> i just feel so i just felt so weird that 
I was used by a kid who was in special ed class to protect him with funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and I didn't see it until I became an adult. Yeah. <laughs> that, could you imagine how weird it, huh? And the reason I remember too, when he approached me, he remembered me because I was like mm. one of his best friends. And I knew that he was, wasn't of normal mental capacity because he was still dressed the same way that he mm. did when he was at elementary school. I'm talking about when we were like six, seven, eight years old because his parents would dress him. They're still dressing him when he was 15 or 16 years old. You know what, though? They remembered you because you were kind. Yeah. That's for sure. Because there's this guy after, holy shit, decades. He still remembers me, too. Um, we were in youth group together. He was uh, a special, I don't know what the word is, but his brain function was that of like an eight-year-old. Right? Okay. So, but he can drive. Apparently, uh, uh, he takes care of himself very well. He's clean and all that shit. But like, um, he loves Transformers, Power Rangers, all that. So he's very much an eight-year-old. This feels like literally describing yeah. you right now. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are listening right now? And they're like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> he can try. He loves Transformers. All these fucking dudes are listening to this podcast. Oh, fuck. No, but um, every time I visit home, he remembers me. Like, um, and he's very nice. And But the thing is, he does talk about my ex from like 20 years ago. <laughs> so I think his mental capacity could still be back in those days. Yeah. That's probably how they remember you too. Someone who was nice to them. That's why they had to run and come see you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's, I'm telling you, David, bless your heart. That, yeah. That's why she was like, thank you for being so sweet to him. I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, of course, he's my best friend. Yeah. Supposed <laughs> like, to. I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I had a very innocent outlook on life when I was a kid. Right. That's what I'm starting to realize. Because mm. even for me, too, when it came to the idea of like, like sex and stuff, I wasn't very like horny as a little kid either. Mm. Right. Maybe that's all. That's why you know, as we're adults, we're we're sifting through our thoughts and minds when we meet other people. We're seeing how other other guys are like. When I was a kid, I wasn't like hypersexual either. Mm. Like I never, yeah, you know, I fucking jacked off. I got really horny and stuff. Of course, but the amount of times that the my other male peers, but like the homies would talk about fucking a girl, sex, titties, ass, mm. I generally didn't really give a fuck. I couldn't understand like why these guys. As as a high schooler too, like that wasn't my realm. I mean, b- maybe because I was a high school virgin, mm-hmm. but it wasn't my realm at all. Like for that's sure, all they would talk about. I was more or less like, ooh, like this makes me feel uncomfortable. I could be the Christian upbringing. It's probably the Christian upbringing. Yeah, you know. But not saying I didn't jack off either. It was hilarious. To, you can go to a youth group and be like, "Do you jack off?" Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, you're a liar. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think it's easier to just understand. Like, hey, we all do it. Mm-hmm. Anyone who says who, that they don't are liars. It's like those guys too. It's like, dude, I never, I never watched porn. Come that on. means you watch the most disgusting shit oh, on earth. Yeah. You watch the most perverse you, things. You watch Human Centipede. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, I've said on this podcast, I don't really watch much porn anymore. Yeah, right. Like I do every now and then, occasionally, but I don't know. Like I don't. I think it's you get maybe, tired of it. I think it was there was a certain point too. I remember when the internet was very accessible, and I think I just got tapped out from that. Right. That was like a year or two of that shit. And I think it was probably almost close to a porn addiction because you just <laughs> watched it every day. Every I don't even think watching it every day is an addiction, but it's like you would just be horny all the time to watch it. you know. Right. And then after a while, it's just like, I, I don't think care. We, we get addicted to the dopamine 
Yeah. And it's a quick fix. Yeah. Right. And the hilarious thing is like, it's about the journey. Right. <laughs> because when you finish, you're like so fucking like, you have this sense of clarity, like you just, what did I do kind of thing? And you, and the porn addiction puts you in the cycle of shame and grossness and weirdness, but you're horny as fuck or whatever. And the uh, apparently the thing with this next generation is that they're just exposed to all this fucked dude. up shit on the internet. And they just think that's sex. And so they're like, that they get fucked up from it. And I remember thinking, like, even as Christians, when we tell, don't jack off, don't jack off, don't jack off. Oh, no, I jacked off. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason. That's the only thing that kept me sane. You know what a loophole is? What? It's not a sin to jack off to lawnmowers. What? How can you lust lawnmowers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How can you lust after an inanimate, like, just an animate object dude that'd be so funny you would just mow the lawn and then you just pile up the grass that look like titties yeah. <laughs> i'm like who am i lusting after yeah. Mo- mother earth uh, i don't know yeah. you think it looks like tits but it's just grass it's just you a know? mound of grass like, yeah where i put two cherries on top of it what the fuck's the problem here yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm saying is it a sin if you were like thinking about you know a weed whacker and then <laughs> but you're not thinking about a girl or whatever that makes you turned on Dude, can I, can I, I told this on the podcast before, and I, I think I told this when I was a little drunk, but <laughs> and I, I instantly regret it, but I'm going to tell this story again because I really don't give a fuck anymore. Okay. I remember when I was like in high school, like I would get, you know, those fucking random boners, mm-hmm. those fucking RBs. NRBs. NRBs. No, no reason, reason boners. boners. <laughs> like for no reason. Like I'd be at my parents' store just pissed that I had to work here, and all of a sudden my dick would be hard. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? And the only reason we'll go away is if I jacked off. So I right. would just run to the bathroom real quick and just knock one out. <laughs> and I would just come back all sleepy. <laughs> I just jack off at the fucking wig store. Only because my, my oh, fucking heart on wouldn't go away. Yeah, you got some hair gel on your pants, kid. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Leave me alone. And it would be the worst, too, because I'd be in the store and there'd be some fucking fine-ass women that walk in every now and then. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Excuse me for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go away real quick. Dude, it was just so weird, but that's the one thing I don't miss is the constant no reason boners. Do you know how to get rid of them? I wish I knew this when I was a kid. No. Flex your quads. Oh, really? Push all the blood to the quads and then it like, it goes down. Oh, really? Apparently that's the trick. Just sit there and like work on filling blood into your hammies. I actually had a no reason boner a couple days ago and it was when I was getting a massage. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Are you sure that was no reason? (laughs) No, trust me. Trust me, right. <laughs> this massage lady looked like the wicked witch of the, of the West. This very haggardly, you know what I mean? Very sweet lady, right. you know, but she was an older lady too. It's like nothing, but she was massaging me. And then all of a sudden I got a boner, <laughs> but I was face down and it was so uncomfortable. But the oh, only thing yeah. I could think about was just, the, here's the hard part, right? So when you're getting a massage and you're face down and you're getting this boner, you could usually do a reset if you just calm down and breathe. Right. But this lady's touching me. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what she looks like. I'm not looking at her. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's sensitive. <laughs> it's just, it's just a soft hands touching me. And so every time I could, I could feel my dick go down a little bit, she starts touching me and it goes right back up. So it's just, whoa, 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 all time. And I'm like, please, just, I can't have her stop me. She goes, can you turn over now? I can't turn around and have my Not dick yet. hard. <laughs> Not yet. And so my, my saving grace was that when she was uh, massaging me, she went to my calves and it hurt so bad my dick yeah. just died. Because <laughs> the pain. Like, thank fucking God, dude. 
I used to go to this place every week in K-Town. I had a membership there because mm-hmm. um, I, I had really bad knots in my back. And so I usually go and get this ajishi, just do some deep tissue work. on it. And this one week, though, he's kind of feeling um, my stomach and it's like pretty bloated. I was pretty big at that time. And so he's massaging around my stomach and I can just feel him pushing down in my gut. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking fart, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to hold it, right? And I'm like resisting him. And he's like, oh, just let it go. Just let it go, right? And I'm, I'm still resisting him. And he's pushing his fingers deep down almost like into my spine from the front. And he goes, It's <laughs> like, if you have to fart, just do so it. So he knows. Yeah. He knows. He goes, that's when somebody's holding their yeah. fart. Just fart. And then so I let it rip, right? <laughs> and then he goes, Chukahamnida. <laughs> he says, Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Chukahamnida. That's so like, fucking oh, funny. So Dude, when I was in uh, Taiwan, we, we stopped by to get a massage from this one massage place. Dog, one of the worst experiences of my life <laughs> because I got this older gentleman. You know how you farted? Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what happens when your fucking massage therapist farts nonstop, no, dude? This no. dude, I listen, you don't need to understand like Taiwanese Mandarin to hear a man walk outside, rip one, and start giggling. <laughs> this dude <laughs> fucking farted, I shit you not, like 30 times. It, and he couldn't stop laughing. So my massage for the time being was literally cut in half because he had to keep going outside to fart. What was going on with this guy? I don't know, but this dude was kept laughing and farting at the same time, just massaging me and shit. He just had some milk, probably lactose. It was yeah. so weird. I was like, dude, this is the worst massage ever. This guy is fucking literally gas tanking my ass right now as Whoa. he's massaging me. It's so weird. I've had massages in, uh, in China once actually where a dude was massaging me so well that I fucking fell asleep. Oh, I really? laid there, yeah, and he was going at it, and he was working on my legs, but I don't know what the fuck he did. I just conked out, and apparently he just kept going while I was passed out and just <laughs> massaged through. I don't even know what he did. That's the first and only time I've ever slept through a, a massage, and I felt fucking great. Yeah, every everywhere I've been, I think I, I, we, I got a massage in um, in Japan, and it was like a shiatsu massage, yeah. and that shit hurt so fucking bad that these people were laughing at me because I was in literal pain. Oh yeah, and they and you know. I can't speak Japanese, but Mariel can. And so Mariel is talking to the guy, talking to me. She's like, they're laughing because you're in so much pain and you're twice my size. <laughs> I was like, they were fucking my ass up though. Like they were, but Mariel likes really hard massages, mm-hmm. which I, I like deep tissue massages, but not that deep tissue. This guy was fucking me up, dude. I need the deep tissue. Really? Yeah, because the high stress, um, he was explaining to me, like, Something with a stress disorder too. Um, something down my back. I have a lot of these weird bumps, like knots. Mm. And so I felt like, you know what? I have to go through the pain. It has to hurt like to loosen it up. And to be honest, like I, I sit through it and it does hurt, but I come out much better. Yeah. I feel better. I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, just a little arm wobbling my arm and shit. I can't deal with that. Dude, I hear so many stories about <clears throat> like happy ending massages i've never gotten one never got one and i've always wanted to know what it's i like. don't know where to get it i don't know where to go i don't know how to do it it's like I, I don't know what these people are talking about so i don't know if this is true or not but they said that generally any place that has like closed door 
um, massage areas, like eighty to seventy percent chance that most likely they'll give you a happy ending. Hmm. Like if you if you ask them for it, yeah, they'll they'll, okay. do, they'll do it. I don't know how true that is. I don't want to just figure it out. So I, I would. I, I don't know, but I always wonder too. It's like, do you get to choose who your massage therapist is, or does or people who get the happy ending? They don't really give a fuck. They just close their eyes. They get one. It doesn't matter what the lady looks like. It's like another job here. Exactly. Client. And they just whack it off and then you move on. I have no fucking, because I've never been around. I mean, I look around even the, the every of all the places I've been to, never felt uh, touched inappropriately. <laughs> never. Hey, let me tell you this though. I know. I think I know of a place that does one, <laughs> but I'm not quite sure, but I got kind of pissed off. So <clears throat> there's a place that I used to go to a lot pretty frequently, right? I've gone there multiple times, never been offered this service at all. Right. So I go with Khalif, right? <laughs> and then we get a massage, but he's, he's, he gets a massage in another room. And so after the massage done, everything's cool. <clears throat> this is a place I go to, I went like maybe twice a month. Right. Or maybe two years straight. After we come out, I'm talking to Khalif. I'm like, hey, bro, how'd you like your massage? This place is really dope, right? He goes, bro, that shit was uncomfortable. I'm like, why? I was like, dude, this girl was like rubbing her pussy on me. Like she was like massaging the fuck, and I think she was offering like sexual services. Uh, what, massage? I was like, what the fuck? Really? What was happening? I was like, bro, she got she was like grazing my balls, like doing all this other shit. And the first thing I thought was, I've been going here for four years. I've never been offered this. What the fuck? I think it could be just if the girl likes you, she'll offer it. What's what's wrong with this? this? Yeah. <laughs> I know I don't look a prize when I take yeah. off my shirt. She literally sexually harassed him. Wow. I yeah, was I, so offended. I went back. I was like, I need yeah. something too. How do you do that for me? Yeah. Been here for four years. Never had that happen to me either, honestly. When I was in Vegas, well, and this is kind of my fault. Like, I don't know. This is where that innocence kind of comes in. I've, I've right. seen things, but when it comes to like sexual perversion, it's really, I'm not really big into it, right? So yeah. I, uh, so Tim and I, went to send foods for for to vegas to get uh to to shoot like a few episodes um this is like at 11 o'clock at night um the indoor spas are closed so they don't have any massage people working in the in the hotels right in the suites or anything else like that so you have to wait till tomorrow my back is fucked up i've been flying in a plane constantly like just going from state to state to state eating bullshit food great food but bullshit food in terms of health so i'm looking for a massage place and i find like one place open off the strip and i go there obviously it's late at night neon mm-hmm. signs and i'm like cool he's like hey do you have a, an availability for massage they go okay cool. i was like yeah i just need an hour like deep tissue he goes oh not that place <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like excuse me she was like we don't have massage not not here and i'm like what's the sign what the from? fuck are you talking about she goes not that kind of massage i'm like Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I was like, well, can you guys, I don't need that. I just want, she goes, no. <laughs> I get probably. fucking denied. <laughs> so I go to, an, I Google another place. I Uber to the other spot. Same shit. They don't, they're like, no, hmm. like not, not this, not, not this time. So what I'm finding out is that they don't want these spots that hook it up like that. They're not going to do an hour worth of massage for half the price for what they could do in 10 minutes. Because <laughs> they don't want to work at late, yeah. at late, like late night. These girls just want to jack somebody off, do yeah. their business. They get paid twice as much as they did before <laughs> for like literally a tenth of the time. 
So mm. I fucking finally found one and I got a massage, but it took like 30 minutes. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, I just want a regular massage. Somebody well, give me an actual massage. Can someone not try to jack me off, please? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that. I can do that myself. I can do it myself. <laughs> so fucking funny, man. I fucked up on that one. You can just sleep on your, put your hand under your seat. Yeah. Make your hand go to sleep. Give yourself a stranger. <laughs> and in uh, certain parts of Asia, because I know like prostitution is legal. Right. Right. And so I think it's like, it's like even like, I don't want to say it's government stuff, but you could tax it. It's like a taxable business right. or something. But I heard that over there in certain parts of Asia, it's actually pretty like classy. It's, yeah, that's, I think someone had talked about it, some comedian, how it's also legal in Australia. Oh, is it? Yeah. And so it is run by the government. Okay. Yeah. It's regulated just like how alcohol, marijuana. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah. They <clears throat> regulate prostitution. It like keeps the women safer. Um, all the, all of them are government workers, so they have all these health benefits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, um, like all these people, basically, who would otherwise shoot up a school, just get their rocks off, and then they're great. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because uh, I had a buddy, and I'm not talking about like these seedy third world country areas. I'm talking about a business. It has a front yeah. stand. It is for what it is. Oh yeah. There's there's it's a functioning fucking business. Yeah. We're not talking about like young children being there or anything like these are full grown adults that are in the sex industry. So uh, he told me that when he walked into this place, he didn't know what to expect because it was his friend who lived in Asia that took him to the spot. Right. But he said it was like a full on service. He would go in the, um, you get to choose, it's like rush hour where you get to choose the type of woman that you want. I heard it was like a Norebang book, like a karaoke book. Kind of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like there's photos. Yeah, and yeah. then he gets to choose uh, a woman, gets the woman, they come in. They said that this girl, he said that this girl scrubbed his body, <laughs> like showered him, like scrubbed his body from head to toe, <laughs> right? Dried him off, put, on, put slippers on him and a fucking robe and then took him to another room and then fucking jacked him off. And then he went into another, like, uh, a hot tub spa area, got, like, a manicure and pedicure. <laughs> what? Like, it's like it's a full-on like service. <laughs> yeah, it's like a full-on service with jack with jacking off. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of businessmen go there or something. Uh, maybe it's different culture. Yeah. Like, where we're all caught up in, like, you know, sanctity of monogamy and all these. But we all know every single millionaire out there is just fucking around anyway. Yeah. It's maybe it's just like let's just get over this bullshit. Well, we have this thing in this country where nudity is weird here, right? Mm -hmm. Cuz you know, for like Korean jimjibangs and stuff, you're butt fucking naked. That's yeah. balls dick out everything. Yeah. But over here like if you go to like a sauna, you're not going to be showing your dick and balls out like that. We were going to talk about Mortal Kombat, weren't we? That's what right. I want to mention about that yeah. is that it's rated R. It's fucking violent as fuck. Zero sexuality. Oh. That's very American, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah, rated yeah. R. It's so graphic, right? But like to your point, <laughs> there's no nudity, there's no like sexuality. None I completely of that. forgot we were supposed to talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> we literally had that conversation before we had this podcast. <laughs> we always go off. And talk well, about we just don't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we just go into it right here. Yeah. So we were having this conversation before where there's a couple of films that we're gonna have to, but we're not gonna be able to talk about the other one in this. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be too long. But Mortal Kombat came out recently, right? Uh, if you guys don't know what Mortal Kombat is, Mortal Kombat is based off of this video game. Mm -hmm. when, we, when we were playing it at the time, was it on Super Nintendo or uh, N60? No, it was on... Uh, it was at the arcade. And then I think... Uh, what was that? Sega Genesis could Sega play Sega Genesis. But Super Nintendo was too weak. It couldn't mm -hmm. play it that well. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so we were, Mortal Kombat was a huge part of our childhood, right? Yeah. And at that time, that was gore level crazy. Right. And you see blood splattering out with these like fucking pixelated blood spitting out. You upcut someone's head off mm -hmm. or you a secret fatality where they fall off the stage and there's spikes below. Yeah. Yeah, this was like unprecedented video gaming. Exactly. So we had our Mortal Kombat movie when we were a kid and that movie was terrible. <laughs> it, it was fucking hot garbage. But as a kid, as a I kid. loved it. Oh, I loved it as a kid. I watched it over and over again on VHS. Dude, you know what the funny thing was about the original Mortal Kombat? Uh, was, it, was it a trilogy or was it only two? There was only two, yeah. So the second film was How Fast Johnny Cage Died. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah. Because he played such a gangster ass role in the first film. But literally throws a kick and he gets his back snapped. Was it the same actor or did they? is it because they couldn't get the same actor? They had someone else and they're like, it's just fucking off this guy. I, I, I think it was that. Like they couldn't get the right. same actor, so they just killed him off. Right. I mean, the the you look back, 1995 Mortal Kombat, like it was huge. But one of the things that as a fifth grader or however old we were back then, like it wasn't violent. <laughs> that really was the wasn't. biggest complaint, right? I mean, yes, there's blood and, and such, but things happen off camera. But what we knew about Mortal Kombat was just that gore. Yeah. And this new one definitely delivers on the gore. Well, a lot of people were hypercritical about this Mortal Kombat film. Yeah. And I know when we talk about films, and it seems that we're very critical about films, but like I always say too, I watch a film, just sometimes you have to know what you're going to get into, mm -hmm. right? I don't expect to watch Fast and the Furious and expect to watch amazing dialogue with yeah. things that <laughs> adhere to the, the, the reality of physics. Yeah. Like, this is not what you go in to watch this film yeah. for. You want to see some crazy fucking shit. I was going, I watched Mortal Kombat in the same eye that I went to go watch the Fast and Furious films. Right. I want to see some dope ass action and I wanted gratuitous violence. Right. I pretty much got that. Got all that. So when people were complaining about, oh my God, the story doesn't make sense. The regular Mortal Kombat story is fucking <laughs> stupid in general, dude. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? It's it's literally blood sport. Right. And right. blood sport is fun for us as kids. As an adult, this movie's pretty dumb. <laughs> it is. A whole lot of these tournament fighting movies, what do you remember best of the best? Oh, yeah. There's that one too. I mean, yeah. You know what's going to happen immediately. It's a... It's a movie about people going into a ring and fighting. So you know the beginning, <laughs> middle, and end. Yeah, except in this one, they don't actually get into the tournament. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It does Just break have the this, rules. Yeah. It, it, it has all these weird story choices. True. It's hard to watch, but then you have to look at it and how it's written. Dude, this was written for kids. Yeah. It's made for 10-year-old boys. Like, I would have fucking loved this movie when I was 10, when, 10 years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I would have loved it. I think I was mentioning how in this day and age, so many parents have already shown their kids Deadpool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my dad showed me Robocop, Terminator 2, uh, Jason, Freddy Cougar, <laughs> like Jaws. I saw all these rated R movies with my dad. As I was watching this schluppy movie, <laughs> it's rated R. And all its violence, it was kind of nonsense, but then it just made me remember, like, my dad. <laughs> really? You know, my dad bought us Resident Evil 2 behind my mom's back. That's so <laughs> fucking funny. All these violent things that we lived through and the media we consumed, it was just stuff my dad liked and knew, we knew we liked it and we were cool with it. <laughs> we knew it wasn't, like, real, real. And that's what I was seeing when I watched this Mortal Kombat. It made me think about how my dad showed us these 
schlappy action movies. Because he loved it. Yeah, he loved it. And that was the thing. I know it's not a great story. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what people were expecting. Yeah. And I know that people follow the Mortal Kombat game and they have like the CG cinematics that are within the game that tell the story. Yeah. Because if you put together all the CG cinematics within the game, it's like a three-hour film. <laughs> and you watch it. And I. so this is what I did. After I watched it and I was hearing hearing or reading all these complaints about how stupid the story is and how much the game story is so much better. Yeah. I actually went on YouTube and somebody put together all the CG stories <laughs> the together. And I'm like, together. this is pretty fucking stupid too. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking dumb too. Yeah. How fucking dare you? What the, what were you expecting? Yeah. The, the same reason why I also say like when people hate WWE. Yeah. Right? When they really hate on, oh, it's fake fighting and no all shit. that shit. No shit. It's rated TV 14. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Who do you think it's for? You know? Dude, how did they ever get away with all those nip slips that would happen here and there? Oh, Attitude Era probably in the 90s. Yeah, I just remember. TVMA. The, I would just wait when you <laughs> for a nip slip so yeah, hard. That's why like, everyone was tuning in. Yeah, day. I was like, please just slip a nipple right fucking now, dude. But we have to understand going back to that, like, oh, it's fake fighting. It's not real, right? Hey, Batman's not real either. True. <laughs> Superman's not real either. And Dark Knight was a great movie, but he's not real. You know, just because something's not real, then say that about every single movie ever made. It's not real. Because <laughs> like, where do you draw the line? I know. And when you talk about the premise of Mortal Kombat, right? Then think about it. It's a movie about a bunch of people coming together to kill each other to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> the corniest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life yeah i Where's mean the, they come on yeah and then as you you see the corn because of the way this guy like how does this appeal to kids because this guy this main character gets beat the fuck up yeah all the time every fight scene he gets his ass kicked his trait is that he always gets back up so when he gets his powers quote unquote, i didn't know that was a more combat thing though <laughs> like they, Neither did I. they became like power rangers all of a sudden yeah but yeah, his suit, quote unquote, which I didn't know was a Mortal Kombat thing either. <laughs> yeah. Was his trait. Like, you know, to a kid, I can imagine a kid like who's being bullied, who always loses his fights, but you know, what what it teaches him. I would have saw that that way too. Like I think I would have liked that uh character, the main character. What's his name? Louis Louis Tan. Tan. Yeah. I just know his I don't know his actual the character name though. Yeah. That's how little I was paying attention. <laughs> I don't remember his name either. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's for children. And if you hate it as an adult and you let us know you hate it, then it's like, okay, you hate a kid's movie. It's like yeah. when I say I hate Finding Dory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that movie, though, it's just, how could you hate that Scorpion Sub-Zero fight? That was so good. The Every c- fight scene was good. Though. The CG was fucking amazing. Yeah. Come on. What, what, what more did you want from this, man? Like, I mean, they, they even gave us the get over here thing, even though this man is clearly Japanese and speaks no English. He spent like 2,000 years in hell and came back and learned one English phrase. Get over here. And by the way, he says it with no accent. Yeah. His English is perfect when it comes to that. He's like, Dave is the only thing they taught me in here. Get over here. That'd be so Just funny one word. like that. It's like demons are like, Look, you got to know this one thing if you go up there, man, all right? I know. It's so fun. Then the weird thing. Also, was, his ancestor, like, understands him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so just so you're, just so he knows who you are. Yeah. The weird thing, too, is, like, I didn't know that Sub-Zero's clan has this crazy power where they can control ice. Right. But fucking Scorpion's clan has nothing. No, he can. 
you can control rope. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, wait, hold on. This is fun. What the fuck is this? Because I, I thought that Scorpion's powers, like his whole clan was yeah. like, control fire. So fire and ice. But it's only him because he went to hell. He went to hell and. Controls oh, hellfire. Controls hellfire. Yeah, he said something like that. Yeah. Uh, Hilarious. So I was like, well, how is this even a fair, a fair rivalry? These people could just kill you whenever. They'll just yeah. make you the icicles. Yeah, now you're fighting the undead, you know. So wait, Sub Zero character, was he an undead too or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it's almost just the little minor details are more confusing to me than Tenet. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we want to like this movie too much, but like, yeah, that's his problem. I expected nothing from the film and yeah. I got something. Yeah, that's as much as I can say is that I shouldn't have expected more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, this film, it's its like I said, I'll always go back to this. It's fucking called Mortal Kombat. Yeah. What did you expect? What does that even mean? What is, yeah, exactly. What does that mean? When nobody really dies? How many people died in the movie, like main characters? Uh, there was that- Kung Lao. Yeah, Kung Lao died. Technically, I guess he got his soul stolen. Yeah. And then uh, he sliced up that girl in half with his, he- with his hat. But who was she? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was a few characters like I didn't know who they were either. I have no. Oh, Goro died. Goro died. <laughs> he got that fool had the sorriest character arc in that whole fucking film, dude. Just sh- shows up. Yeah, Prince Goro. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. <laughs> now go kick some fucking ass. Okay. Yeah, big deal. He's gonna be a big deal. Watch what happens and gets his fucking gutted. Like, he gets gutted like a open. fucking fish. Yeah. And then when I saw Louis Tan's power, I'm like. What is your superhero name? The Great Abuser? <laughs> like, you, you just keep on getting abused constantly? Yeah. That's like your power, bro? I think they kind of just jacked Black Panther's powers. Oh, where they absorb and he, he releases. Absorbs, yeah. <laughs> I, if I was him, I'd be kind of pissed. That's why at the end of the movie, it seemed like, ah, uh, so ragtag team, eh? Like, we're like a family. Like, all mm-hmm. these misfits come together and they're like the good guy team going into the tournament. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it was like ending like Avengers. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And Jax didn't get his powers yet either in the film. Because he just had his arms. Yeah, he just has robot arms. <laughs> or or no. No, the robot arms is his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess his powers were that he added more material to his weekly arms. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just came out. Yeah. That's uh, what it was. Because it was like these tiny little weak arms. Yeah. And then when his powers activated, it made these crazy... Yeah, apparently the people who made Stephen, Steppenwolf's costume mm. in the Snyder Cut, they did his arms too. So that's why it looks all like shreddery and shit. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Dude. It has a whole lot to do with Warner Brothers, HBO Max. They probably use the same like CGI probably. company. I mean, that's why the CG was, it was so shocking to me. I expected it to be way worse. Yeah. But it was really, really good. That's why I, said, I feel like this movie started off with a really tight, shitty budget, right? Yeah. They filmed all this shit. Then the pandemic hit. And then HBO Max was like, all right, give them like $50 million for their like CGI feet, like budget, you know? And so everything else looked fucking awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. It's one of those movies that's like really bad, but visually like it works. <laughs> I, I, I fucking loved it. I don't know. <laughs> I fucking, I, I was stuck with our fucking PG-13 Mortal Kombat movie yeah. for years. I'll, I'll show it to my kid. I'll yeah. show it to my kid. I'll show you guys both. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say this is what I got. This is what you get, dude. Where it was so funny. Um, I, I looked up on Google one of the old clips from the original Mortal Kombat film, and it was when Liu Kang is fighting Reptile. Oh yeah, right. And then he fucking bicycle kicks his ass through the brick wall, 
And then they just cut to a scene where he just turns into stone and then worms out of his body. Yeah. It's the shittiest thing ever. It looks dude. so bad, right? It it's like PlayStation so, 1. It's so bad. <laughs> you could see these long, weird polygon skins and the lighting is all off. It's absolutely terrible, yeah. dude. That's what we had. So if you watched that film and then you went to go see the new one and then you were you were fucking trashing it for being terrible. Yeah, if you complain about that reptile fight compared to the old one, ridiculous <laughs> yeah well that's why even with all these terrible superman films i'm also reminded of like the films that we had when we were younger the incredible hulk with lou ferrigno yeah. <laughs> it's one of the worst things you'll ever see in your life yeah it's just a normal human being that's green i think the first great comic book movie we got was blade <gasps> right oh that's that was right. like 98 97 98 yeah blade you know? was dope yeah. spawn Okay, yeah, Spawn. Well, have you seen it again recently? I have not seen it in over 10 years. <laughs> right. I think they're making a new one right now, actually. Um, Are they going to do it with Michael Jai White, though? No, no. I forget who's in it, but the director is the guy who created it, McFarlane. Oh, really? Yeah. I forgot his first name. But they're making a new movie. And if you go back and try to watch Spawn again, it doesn't hold up as well as I Oh, really? Yeah. But there was John Leguizamo and shit. He yeah, was I know. The, he was, he was the fat fuck clown. Yeah. Dead, you're D-E-D, dead. dead. For some reason, I remember that line. <laughs> that was such a stupid fucking line, dude. I forgot about that. Michael oh Jai White, gosh. though, man, he was the shit. Oh, yeah, he was the man. Did, did you did you hear about that whole little drama between Michael Jai White where the internet's very funny. So okay. he was doing an interview with uh, Vlad TV, mm-hmm. and there was the, co- the, the, the topic of Bruce Lee being brought up. Mm-hmm. And he asked, do you think you'd be able to beat up Bruce Lee? He goes, of course. Yeah. Which the whole internet got pissed at him. He goes, there's absolutely no way Michael Jai White would have beaten up Bruce Lee. And I'm like, how, how, what are you talking about? Bruce Lee was like 5'7", 125. Yeah. 135 maybe. Like 125, 135 Just pounds. ripped though, right? Just but ripped. Michael Jai White is how big? Six foot two, <laughs> 240 pounds. Yeah. And also knows, he's also a lifetime martial arts practitioner that, by the way, has learned stuff from Bruce Lee. Yeah. And the the martial arts, because of Bruce Lee, has evolved since then. Of course, Michael Jai White's going to beat his ass. Yeah. Size difference, strength difference, and he's an upgraded version of Bruce Lee because he was he's like really the, the, the yeah. father of MMA. Yeah. So if a bigger, stronger guy takes on the same philosophy and teachings of Bruce Lee, like you ought to fucking admire, like, yeah, Lift that up. That's not him being cocky. These yeah. are just facts. And like, well, in fighting, size doesn't matter. Why the fuck did they have weight classes in the UFC <laughs> then, you fuck faces? What are you talking about? Size does matter. I think the problem was because I, I'm guilty of it too. I have a, a big reverence for Bruce Lee, right? Yeah. Like a holy reverence almost. But we did. We we did put Bruce Lee up on a pedestal kind of thing where we – he is a legend now, but he was a real person. Like but yeah. to us, he's a legend. I right? love and respect Bruce Lee yeah. a lot. Bruce Lee's right there. <laughs> That's Bruce Lee. Hey, yeah, That's fucking Bruce Lee right there. Yes, you know. So yeah, but I mean, it's the same problem with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where people had a problem with. They're saying there's no way Brad Pitt could beat up Bruce Lee. It's not Brad Pitt. He's playing a fucking character in a movie. <laughs> This yeah. is this. So a lot of people also had an issue with that film and how Bruce Lee was depicted, right? Yeah. In this film, my argument to that was this: 
It's a fucking film. It's yeah. not supposed to be a realistic depiction of Bruce Lee. So, okay, so then let's let's spoiler alert. Let's talk about the ending. What is the okay. ending about? Ultimately, it's about what if Charles Manson and his crazy ass cult went to the wrong house instead of killing Sharon Tate, right? Mm-hmm. They went to the wrong house, right? So you start breaking a movie down backwards. Whose house? Oh, another actor, right? He would live next door, but at the bottom of the hill. And, oh, he's at the twilight of his career, yeah. right? And so he's going through all this shit. So he has this friend who lives with him, a stunt double. Well, then who's this stunt double? He's an ex-Marine who's allegedly murdered his wife and also fucking fought Bruce Lee, right? That's the wrong fucking house to go to. Not only that, he's high on acid and he has a fucking pit bull. Yeah. The other thing is, he has a fucking flamethrower in his yeah. garage. The idea is, what if these people went to the wrong house and the golden age of Hollywood never died? Because yeah. that's when Hollywood died, right? The golden age? Yeah. And then you start t- playing the movie backwards and you start getting to know these characters and you see at the end, Quentin Tarantino is just trying to make a wish, his dream come true, mm-hmm. you know, and through this film. Like, that's what his films are now, you see, that... yeah. The style that he has with them are like if the golden age of Hollywood never died. Yeah. That's why Tarantino has this specific style. And that's why Alvin kind of thinks that his movies are all in the same universe. It's just storytelling, guys. You know, it's not a real Bruce Lee. Yeah. It didn't really happen. It wasn't a documentary. It's crazy. Exactly. It wasn't a Bruce Lee biopic. It was <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? Yeah. This is from an Asian person who literally has a fucking artwork of Bruce Lee that I, it's right there. You know yep. what I mean? So, but I understand too. It's like sometimes when it's somebody's childhood hero, mm. they don't want that to be true. Yeah. Right. They don't want anybody tarnishing the name whatsoever, but it's a fucking film. None of this shit is real. Not real. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like people who get mad when they have the conversation. Dude, I've, I saw this video where I literally wanted to go into the comments and beat the shit out of all these kids. <laughs> like, and I'm sorry, they're not kids, like fucking adults. Yeah. It was a video about who would win, Goku or Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen so many angry it's people. So much ritual, right? So angry. Impossible. When Goku has this, this, and that, you could see he could traverse through planets in a second. <laughs> well, Superman, his power, he gets, you know, when he goes closer to the sun, he could just take it up in the space. And the closer he gets to those rays, he'll. Who the fuck cares? You know what what it's like? It's probably like when your significant other has a bad dream where you did something fucked up so they're mad at you when they wake up. Yeah. You're like, hey, it's not real. It didn't really happen. Exactly. (laughs) Which has happened to me before, by the way. Like, 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 that's the most ridiculous thing. It's like both of them are sticking their fingers up their butt and saying, my shit smells more than yours. They're just putting this this shit finger in both their faces, like smell yeah. it. Who's is worse? Mine's clearly worse. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? You have shit on your finger, dude. Shut up. Sometimes you just kind of gotta ride out and like enjoy it for what we have, and then you'll know, like because look, we're in the age of reboots too. They'll redo it. They'll try again. <laughs> like, it's it's just so funny too. I I don't understand. And people who talk about combat sports who have never done it is very odd. You know, mm. when they go size doesn't matter. Then why would they ever have fucking weight classes, dude? Yeah. Why would they ever have it? They would just have it as a free for all, like in the first UFC, yeah. which was a terrible idea. Do you think the pound for pound can be ridiculous sometimes? Yeah, that's hard to say. Yeah. 
it's you know like if mighty mouse was like up there number two right up against john jones <laughs> yeah who's gonna win you know yeah the, the hard conversation about the pound for pound topic is based on the fact that styles make up matches yeah just because you're good in one aspect it doesn't mean that somebody else can take you down so if i look at the pound for pound thing i look for somebody who is undeniably destroying people no matter what style it is yes and that one person to me that really sticks out is Habib Nurmagomedov. Right, right. No matter what style was put up against him, a wrestler, a grappler, a jiu-jitsu specialist, a striker, he mauled every single fucking one. To right. me, Habib will always be the pound-for-pound pound greatest uh, fighter. The GOAT. He, he to, to me, he is the GOAT because he's proved it. Now, you could say John Jones is like, well, I am, right? But there are times that you have been vulnerable in your fights. Mm. Habib has probably lost maybe one or two fights in his whole career. Right. Uh, uh, rounds. rounds yeah yeah in yeah. his whole fucking career and sure. he has mauled every single person yeah. so I think, I think that's what we were saying then like in mortal Kombat, then if you're complaining about it this and that maybe they should have just put all mma fighters in it yeah right then just put actually have a khabib in there to actually fight him yeah Kombat, why did they choose this guy yeah. Was a failing mixed martial arts fightist when the Habib Nurmagomedov yeah. is right around the corner and he's yeah. just like, "Hey, send location." Yeah, if I was Raiden, I'd go hit up Khabib. <laughs> Maybe so funny if he messed up and he goes up to Lewis Tan. He goes, "Habib Nurmagomedov." He goes, "That's not me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not me at all." Could they find John Jones, dude? I mean, if you want a realistic movie like that, then watch Warrior. Have you seen that one? No. Uh, Joel HBO, Edgerton. Right? I don't know. Uh. No, it's a MMA movie, not the Asian American oh, movie. Oh, okay. It's uh, Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy. Okay. It's about a big MMA, MMA tournament, and holy shit, it's like the fucking Rocky of MMA. Oh, I gotta it's watch that. It's solid. It's so fucking solid. It's worth buying, too. Yeah. I get so weirded out when you said Warrior. I was like, I haven't seen that show. I always get scared to watch Asian shows. Uh, me too. It's, there was one that came out recently on the CW, which already wasn't going to be that great because of the CW. Yeah. Um, I say that only watch watch I get an audition for the CW. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be kidding? The next DC I'm, superhero. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually watch a few CW shows, but when it comes to Asian stuff, because this is like the remake of the Gar- David Carradine uh, oh, show Kung Fu. Kung Fu, yeah. It's th- one of the worst things I've ever seen, man. I'm assuming the fight scenes look just this. So bad. the the main lead, I don't know who she is, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I don't have any connections towards her, so I'll say whatever the fuck I want. You're probably a really nice person. But somebody told me that she was she did an interview and she goes, I have no martial arts training whatsoever, and I'm so happy they took a chance on me. And I saw that show and I'm like, I really wish they didn't. Because you're they should have cared enough to at least train you or actually make the camera look like your martial arts are pretty good. And also too, because the argument behind that show too would be what? Well, it's it shouldn't be about that, it should be about the story and the acting. Both of them suck too. So it's like, what the fuck's the... And not not to the actor's fault. It's because the writing is terrible. Right. The, the actors can't do much with that type of writing. I'm sorry. That's right. what it is. It makes the actors look bad. I guarantee you if, they gave, if you gave these actors another script, they'd fucking kill it. Yeah. But the writing is terrible. So what were you supposed to do with it? And then it got renewed for a second season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that shit happens. Where, I mean, people need to work. Right? Yeah. And they're just going to take it. Like the guy who wrote the Dragon Ball movie. I had to come out with an apology years later, right? Because he was like, you know, at the time that I wrote it, I wasn't a fan. Then later I became a fan and I realized I fucked it up. You know? Oh, see, that's terrible. You had to be a fan of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You have to. That's you know, what happened. They, they just hired some Hollywood writer and then 
they told him to write Dragon Ball and he had no idea what it was about. You know, that Dragon Ball movie had a Korean pop star on it. The G.O.D. G.O.D. He was <laughs> Piccolo, right? How fucking random. Yeah, I always think Jaja Pion for some yeah. reason. That my song. Yeah. I was, who the f- I was like, what in the most random shit? How the fuck did he get that role? I think it was a time when like B was in movies too. He was Rain, right? Oh, the the ninja assassin. Yeah, thing. yeah. Him and like uh, every now and then that there movie was a Korean been, star. That, that movie could have been good. That ninja assassin movie. I saw a few clips of it. Something about it when Sung King's hands got cut off. Yeah, I was like, uh, I kind of put it off. That movie like, could have been good, uh-huh. and it just. I mean, it's it's, like a, it's one of those Mortal Kombat things, right? Right, right. It's a ninja assassin thing. Just make the action the most undeniable shit ever. Yeah. And make it work. Yeah. But no, it didn't do any of that. When people look at those films and they ask for a better story, you shut the fuck up. Fuck <laughs> the story. But the, what do you think John Wick was? <laughs> right. <laughs> John Wick was made the director who was a professional stunt person that showed, let me show you what the fuck I can do if I direct a film. Right. And that's what it's about. You know, the premise of the first John Wick film is they killed his puppy and now people are going to get it. <laughs> That's what the film is about. It's just as simple as that. Right. And then the rest of it is that bang, 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 bang. And the stab, stab, stab. And punch. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just you don't you don't fuck with the guy and his puppy. And you you fucked with the dude that's already mentally unstable, and now you are the straw that broke the camel's hump, and now you're yeah. going to pay for and it. And that's why you want to put on the these movies, right? We want to see people get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. We like that shit. Like, are you asking for a great story? Or are you asking for? Is it why can't you have both? I was like, technically, you can, but this is John Wick. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. I'm not expecting anything else. And that is some of the best gun choreography I've ever seen on screen ever. Yeah. Like maybe they didn't have time to think about the reason why he's going to shoot. Besides, anyone who's ever owned a dog would understand. <laughs> and it was that simple. Legit just calls him the boogeyman, yeah. Baba Yaga. And like that's another thing. It's not there's a difference between simplicity and then dumb too. Right. Yeah. Like if someone wants to call something dumb because it's simple, then I think you're mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. John Wick, I'm telling you, loved it. So good. Yeah. I love that shit. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. We talked a little bit about film and some other shit. Uh, yeah, man. I don't even know what the fuck we yeah, talked about. Yeah, we were talking about a bunch of random shit before we forgot we were supposed to talk about Mortal Kombat. Apparently, apparently I'm in special ed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was a very weird revelation as oh, I was yeah. driving in my car. <laughs> very odd. Well, guys, uh, that wraps up this episode. You guys can catch us every Thursday and Sundays. And, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a very weird moment in my life. Sorry. Okay, yeah. yeah. We're out of here. Yeah. You, you can find Ed at Ed Park VP at Bible Study at Momos. Yep. And then you'll find me crying looking at my yearbook. So I'll see you all next time. See ya. Peace. Peace.